Hi, and welcome to FEMA's Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Asiet, and this podcast aims to support, educate, and empower women to achieve career success and financial freedom. In each episode, FEMA's Finance talks with successful women leaders, founders, and investors to inspire you in your journey to financial freedom. Check out the show notes, links, and resources on our page, FEMISFINANCE.LIFE. Hi everyone, this is Asiel Altaeva, and welcome to another episode of the Femes Finance Podcast. Thank you for listening. Today we have a special guest joining our podcast. Her name is Chloe Lin. Chloe Lin is an international speaker who has been invited to travel around the world, including places like Japan, China, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Taiwan, Vietnam, and many other countries. She's also the president of Buffett Online School in Japan and has also been featured in Singapore's official Chinese newspaper sharing her experience on how to invest safely as a female investor and how to achieve consistent results from the stock market. Together with her team from the next level, they have trained over 100,000 students across the world to learn what options trading really works and helped many investors to grow their wealth safely through simple option strategies. She is also one of the fast-growing content creators on TikTok with more than 200,000 followers for her channel, Arigato Investor. You can listen to her interviews and read daily investment learnings on all major social media platforms, including Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, and more. Chloe, welcome to the show. Your journey and your personal achievements are so inspiring and so spectacular. So I'm very honored today to be able to speak with you and also share your journey with young women around the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for, for inviting me. It's such an honor to be here. Perhaps we could start close to the beginning. Could you please share and give us a snapshot of where you're from, where you grew up? And some of the adventures that you had prior to becoming an investor and international investment speaker. I think like what you said in the introduction, something is super true that sometimes when you are at point A, you can't really foresee what's going to happen in point C. But I think as you keep on moving, things will become clearer and clearer. And at the end, every decisions that you take and every dots that in your life just connect. Um, so maybe I do a very quick sharing of how I get started. Actually back then, when I first graduated from university, I was uh, completely new to investing. I didn't study anything about investing. I was actually major in mass communication, in journalism in particular. <laughs> so my actually my job was actually being a journalist. So after I graduated, I became a journalist and I started to write for a Chinese newspaper in Singapore. But at that time, I started to see the, the plateau of how much income can you make you know, as you climb up the corporate ladder. And one thing that triggered me to really want to start investing is because the same year that I joined the Singapore Press Holding, which is a newspaper uh, company in Singapore, uh, my father got retrenched. And uh, when he got retrenched, we lost a huge source of income to our household. And that's when I started to realize that how important it is to have a different sources of income. And that propelled me to take a decision to start my investment journey. Uh, but having said that, I, I didn't born to become a great investor. I think that the first few, few years of my investment journey was uh, havoc. <laughs> I did a lot of funny things, silly things, made, lose a lot of money through 
uh, those dumb mistakes. But but because of that, I learned and I also realized the importance of educating ourselves first before stepping our foot into the stock market, to enter the stock market without even understanding the principle, what exactly is the stock market. I just see people making money and that, that's how I got greedy. So over time, I realized that by if you are just keep on listening to people's uh, hearsay or like online, there's so many tips and whatsoever, that's not going to help me to become better, right? Because I never truly understand what was I investing back then. So that's how I started to really attend classes. You know, I attend value investing class. I also read a lot of books about Warren Buffett and uh, different great investors, how they invest. And over the years, I continue to cultivate this uh, mindset of long-term investing because there are many uh, investing thoughts out there, right? You can be very good at short-term trading. You can also be very good at, you know, long-term holding, or you can actually complement with, let's say, options and all this. And there's just so many different ways. You need to find something that is truly suitable for yourself. So for myself, I realized that over the years, a long-term holding onto great businesses, which is value investing, really works for me. And at the same time, I'll use options to complement whatever things that I'm doing in value investing to just increase my return even more. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chloe, for bringing such an amazing topic about the importance of self-education and practical knowledge in the investing world. Uh, this is the exact message that we want to share with our audience in each episode. So for several times, you've mentioned about value investing and options trading. For our beginner listeners who are not really familiar with these concepts, could you please help us to define what do you mean by value investing and options trading? Wow, uh, fantastic question. Now, value investing, it's an, a method or a philosophy that Warren Buffett has been using or practicing for so many years. And that's how he made billions and billions of dollars from the stock market. And the true principle of value investing is just buy great businesses that at a good price because the stock price can fluctuate every day, right? Just like, for example, let's say today you go to the supermarket, you decide to do, uh, buy a water bottle, right? And the work model can be priced at $100, can be priced at $200. It can fluctuate every day, right? But the whole principle of value investing is you want to find out what is this bottle truly worth, right? And you want to buy it when the bottle drops to the price that is below its worth so that you have it's really a huge margin of safety when it comes to investing. And I think there's a very famous politician that we all know, right? Donald Trump said, right? that when you take care of your dark side, your side will take care of itself. So I think the same principle uh, goes back to investing. When you buy a business, which is a stock in this case, below its intrinsic value, the worth of the stock, and you hold on to a long period of time when the stock market finally rose, that actually is a good company, keep on making money, profits keep on growing, there's a lot of free cash flow. Of course, there are many different terms that define a good business. And most importantly, does it have um, no competitive advantage that can withstand the test of time? If it does, then over time, the stock price will start to catch up, right? Because the company make more money, more profit, and that's how shareholders start to more and more people see its value. And that's how eventually the, the stock price will appreciate uh, tremendously. And that's why that it requires a lot of long-term kind of um, investing horizon because nobody can predict what's going to happen to the stock price next one year or even like two years or so. But if it's a good company in the next five years, 10 years, that's how the market will eventually appreciate. Yeah, so that is in terms of value investing. So options is slightly more complicated than um, value investing. So value investing, it's pretty similar to long-term investing. In order to do well, 
you need to hold on to the business, which is a stock for a long period of time. Now, um, but options is something that is slightly more shorter term. And that's why I combine both of them together. So for long-term investing, I have my long-term portfolio that I don't want to touch. No, I just want to make sure I keep on just pumping in money every single month, you know, keep on collecting good businesses and let the profits come out. But at the same time, I know human nature, right, including myself, I love to do something in the stock market, right? If you just keep on holding and holding for like a few years, sometimes it gets so boring, right? And that's why I want to do something that's slightly shorter term, like, like selling certain put options or, or certain um, buy option strategies to there's a way for me to in out the market a little bit more quickly, but at the same time, that requires slightly more monitoring. So um, in terms of options, I think it's a little bit hard to explain the gist within this short interview. But basically, when I do certain option strategy, I am actually using options to promise to buy stock I want anyway, right? That is true selling to option. When I sell to option, it means that I'm promising to buy the shares I want. And why do I want to buy the shares? Because they are a good company, undervalued. That means below the worth of the value I just mentioned. And that's why I want to own the stocks. And in return, by, by doing this, by promising to do this, I get paid. And that cash I can collect upfront. So uh, Warren Buffett actually has been using sell-put option strategy for, I think, 20 over years, since 1990-something. And he has been using it to collect billions and billions of cash. So, and that's why it's a very, very powerful Great. So now let's talk about valuation. What are the key factors that you look for when investing in promising companies? And how do you identify potential places where you can invest your money? Uh, this is a very big topic. I can share a few key criteria that I personally look for. Firstly, uh, the company must be increasing in terms of its sales, which is revenue, as well as its earnings, right? Uh, because when the company makes more money, that's what Warren Buffett said, right? When a business does well, the stock will eventually follow. The stock means the stock price will eventually follow, provided if the company keep on improving in its business performance. And of course, one of the ways to identify whether it's the company doing well, it's whether is it making more money, is it making more profits, right? That's the first criteria. And the second criteria that I personally look for is does the company has uh, enough cash flow to sustain its business. If this business has no cash, it will, go in, uh, it will go into bankruptcy, which we saw a lot of business uh, happen to that, right? So that's why cash flow is something very important. And of course, uh, one more thing that is more intangible is economic mode. Or another way to understand it is more like, does it have competitive advantage? And it last with time? Because we all know the business, it's a very competitive world, right? There are so many competitors can be offering very similar product and services. What makes the company that you are investing in fully incredible. That despite all these competition out there, you and all your friends or the customers still decide to go ahead with the current company. And that can have many different factors, including it has very strong brand. It has a very good network effect. You know, that's what keep people want to be inside this network. So there are different types of modes that I personally would want to analyze. Um, and the stronger it is, the better it is that gives me more confident to put more money inside. So if we think about investing in great business, that is already the first level of safety. Because when good business, over time, the stock price will continue to go up because business continue to do well, right? 
However, if you want to increase your safety level even better, is you want to only buy those companies when the price are good, right? It's it's like when, uh, for example, women, right? Female, we most of us love enjoy shopping, right? And we want to shop when the the store that you always go for, and right now they are selling, for example, fifty percent discount, right? And that's how you get the same thing that you want at fifty percent of price, isn't it even better, right? And the same thinking can be applied to the stock market. Let's say you want to buy this stock, um, for example, stock Apple, like Microsoft, all these are great businesses, right? Until today, they are still very strong. But if you want to buy it at the current stock price, you do your valuation analysis, you realize that they are pretty pricey, right? Then why not, I say, wait a little bit, wait for the price to drop to the valuation price and buy them during then. Because not only do, do you decrease your uh, uh, decrease your risk, right? Because you're buying it at cheaper price, right? And secondly, when the stock price rebound back, you increase your return even faster, right? So, so when you do the right kind of valuation, that is a very very profitable um like system in the long run, and that's why Warren Buffett em- emphasized a lot on valuation, yeah. Chloe, I got very curious to ask you, how do you handle the whole stress and pressure of investing? I totally understand where you're coming from because I still think that it's a stressful thing, right? Like you, nobody loves to see their portfolio red and see all their profits gone and turn losses, right? Over the year, I also start to realize that it's just really part and parcel of the whole market cycle, right? Because it's impossible for the market to go out all the time, right? But that is when valuation comes into it because when you buy the good business at a good price you are not afraid of the market dropping because you know you have done your due diligence that you bought it sensible price so i think valuation plays a huge part so right now whenever i invest i always want to make sure it's not only a good company but the valuation must be something i'm willing to uh to take in the start right so that's the first thing and the second thing is Really keep on reading, keep on learning from other people. Because during that past one year, I also read many great investors' books, including uh, William Green, uh, one of the investors that um, he himself, he doesn't invest a lot, but he has been interviewing so many great investors all over the world, uh, including Charulanga, including uh, other uh, investors. So I think keep on learning, keep on reading. Amazing. I would also love to ask you some questions about uh, reading part. I'm a huge fan of your posts on LinkedIn where you share some of your learnings from the most prominent investment books. So I'm very curious to know what are the most uh, life-changing books that helped you to become a great successful investor as you are today? I think that just like what you said, there's so many books available out there. And uh, for me, uh, apart from the book that you just mentioned, the other book that I personally enjoy so much is uh, The Joys of Compounding by Garden Bay. Have you started reading that? That is an absolutely fantastic book, right? And I just feel like uh, like as I'm reading through how Garden started his own journey, I realized uh, at that time, he wasn't like, he, actually he is a self-educated investor that he didn't attend other courses, right? But then he kept on reading a lot of people's uh, wisdom through books. And there was, I think, the period of uh, time that he wanted to become a professional fund manager, uh, but he couldn't get any job offer, right? During his uh, search, uh, I think in New York, in, in New York. And so during that two years, 
he actually did a lot of job, you know, like of being being waiter, you know, doing cleaning, all this. But all the other free time, he would just keep on reading about investing. And I realized that in life, it seems like a setback, right? Because like imagine two years you cannot do what you truly love and you're actually doing a very low-end job. But he see it as opportunity for him to polish, relearn. He really amassed this amount of knowledge within him and the stability as an investor. So when he suddenly got an interview opportunity offered, immediately he was offered because he has already condensed that kind of wisdom in the past two years. So let me make me realize that like life is a race, but we don't need to be so taken back by unexpectedness, right? And exactly because of the unexpectedness, if you're willing to turn it into something that it's you are able to, you know, take control of, keep on improving, that unexpectedness actually will propel you faster to success that you can never imagine. So what I truly enjoy these two books about, you know, the job compounding and ritual wiser you is it's not just about investing, but a way of life. And I just think that investing it's it's a way of life because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you are able to improve in one aspect, you are also able to improve in another aspect as well. Amazing. So my next question is about your general financial or investment advice to young women listening to our podcast today. Most of our listeners are between the age of 16 to 26. And this is a time period when they have just graduated from high school or entered university or probably are working part time or having their first ever internship programs. And reality is that they don't have much money, but they really want to start investing. What kind of advice can you give to them? Well, actually, if I can turn back time, I would definitely love to start investing at the age that you just mentioned, right? To all those listeners out here, if you are like 18, you're still studying, you are in such a prime age, right? And it's possibly okay that you don't have money, right? Because it's very normal because we are, you are still students, right? But the best thing that you have is time. And time is something that money is never able to buy. So what can you make use of the best, right? Which is, um, firstly, you can learn to educate yourself. So uh, by reading more books, you know, uh, maybe watching more videos, if you can right, attend courses so that you can learn the information in a much more structured way. And then after that, really start, start taking smaller steps to your own investment success. So what do I mean by smaller steps is by taking the first action, like right? buying your first stop, right? Find something that I would advise that you're familiar with. If you use Microsoft or maybe you drink Coca-Cola, right? All these are publicly listed companies that actually can present you opportunities, right? So my suggestion is when you first started, your amount of money is not a lot. So it's okay that you just start by buying something that companies that you are very familiar with and invest a little bit, just have the tools of what is it like to be owning business and I, I, I think one very important mindset about investing is read the stocks as businesses that you want to own instead of paper that you want to trade. Because when you treat it as a business, you own it, right? You feel happy when the business is making more money and you naturally will adopt a long-term mindset, right? Instead of seeing it as paper that you buy in and out, then that, that end up becoming very short-term. Unless you are very good at short-term trading, my advice is stick to long-term investing first. And if you don't want to buy individual stocks, another way that you can get started in your investment journey in a very passive, at the same time, relaxed way is to buy ETF. 
right? Which is exchange traded fund. One of the exchange traded fund that I personally have been buying is S and P five hundred, right? That literally comprise of the top five hundred companies publicly traded in the US, right? So you have everything that you can think of, right? From the three companies I just mentioned to all those like including Tesla, Adobe, uh, yeah, all these wonderful companies Disney are owns at S and P five. So when you buy SPY or there are other ticker symbols that basically similar in terms of nature, you are literally diversifying your wealth. And at the same time, as the economy continues to improve, your portfolio is growing with the US economy improving and all those companies making more money all over the world. I think people, right, especially young ladies, we should also learn to increase our income scale because we all know that investing in order to be uh, having a lot of income out of it, your portfolio needs to be bigger so that your passive income will become bigger as well, right? So one of the way that people can have more funds to start investing is to really increase their income skill, right? And I think very importantly is, you know, like young ladies should learn how to brand themselves online, how to use social media to their advantage to create content, right? I really think that the economy coming is a greater economy. And the currency in the future is not just about the pay, the money that we use, but the digital currency and the kind of value that you are adding to people that you don't know online, but they have been following you because they receive so much value from you. And that's how eventually, for example, you want to uh, share certain things. So the same thing, that's what I've been doing for myself as well. I run my social media channel, Aligado Investor. I have like about 200,000 followers on TikTok because I've been adding a lot of value. So over time, they trust me and that's why they want to learn investing from me. So all these are very good income that you learn, that you earn, then you fund into your investment account. And that's how your investment account can grow bigger and faster. And um, this is a very, very, I think, fun journey to explore being a content creator and at the same time, explore being an investor. Oh my God, this is such a great advice. Thank you so much, Chloe, for all your guidance and advice that you shared in our podcast today. Honestly, your passion to invest and also energies that you put into helping people to learn about investment is so contagious. And I am so happy today to get this chance to interview you and also share your journey with people around the world. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, now, before we end the podcast, I would like to ask you the last question. Can you please share your life motto or something that drives you to wake up every morning and to do all this hard work? I think my life motto is live life without regret. So whatever things that you want to achieve in life, it's actually very achievable. So if you want to become a content creator, go and be it, right? If you want to become an investor, start investing. If you want to start your business, go and start it, right? Because only when you are willing to keep on testing, keep on improving, then you will see yourself closer and closer to your dreams and your goals. And I know the journey is not going to be easy, right? Because laughing in life is easy. But if you are willing to just be very consistent in pursuing this path, I'm pretty sure, right, you will be successful in your own way. And you model after what people have been doing, your chances of succeeding, it's even faster and even bigger as well. Great. Thank you so much, Chloe, for recording such a great episode with us. It was so inspiring. And I hope that after listening to this episode, every one of our listeners will be brave, courageous, and 
will truly live a life without any regret. So thank you so much for inspiring every one of us. And to our listeners, thank you so much for always listening and supporting our podcast. We are very grateful to you and I hope that every episode will inspire you to become a great investor and also to make steps towards your dreams. Uh, please follow Chloe Lean in your social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. It's Arigato Investor and on LinkedIn, it's Chloe Lin. I'll make sure to include all the links on the description below. Please learn and do your best to realize your dreams. I, I learned so much from this interview as well. Thanks for really bringing out the essence of what I truly believe in for so many years. And that strengthened my own conviction as well. And thanks. I think AC, you are doing a fantastic job in interviewing so many great people. You learn from them. You are definitely going to improve as well. So keep up with the good work. Thank you so much for listening to the Famous Finance Podcast. As a reminder, the information presented in the podcast is for entertainment use only and should not be taken as a financial, business, tax or legal advice. Please make sure to do your own research and consult with your advisor before making any financial or investment decisions. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to our RSS feed and write a review on your favorite podcasting platform like Spotify, iTunes or Google Podcasts. Your support means a lot to us. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.